Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. So this is one of my favorite series of podcasts, and I have to say I'm really glad you guys are loving it so much because this this uh, series was something that I personally had worked on for a long period of time, and I wasn't really sure how it would resonate with all of you. We presented it to our Harris Certified Coaches, and it sort of didn't they didn't really seem to like it, to be honest with you. But the reality of it is, is this is really valuable content because by helping you to move past your own mooring lines about why you're not rich, what your actual, dare I say, mindset and thinking is about wealth accumulation, unless you confront those limiting beliefs yourself, you're always just basically going to stay where you are. Nothing's really going to change in a meaningful way. And what I want you to do is go back and please listen to the first two shows we did on this very topic. And I want you to you know, really dive into it, really allow your, your brain to feel uncomfortable if you find yourself being uncomfortable. Julie and I shared a lot of personal stories on the, on the first two sh- uh, shows. And, the, and remember, it's called Do You Have a Moral Obligation to Be Rich? And you can find those on iTunes and Stitcher and over on our main site as well. And so we really dived in deep and, and trying to really expose to you the trials and tribulations that we personally have gone through on our path to financial freedom. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, a lot of this stuff might sound a little bit um, – you know, like puffery, so make sure you're going back and listening to the first two shows. And, uh, Julie, I, I can tell by looking at our statistics, we're picking up an absolutely huge number of new listens and new streams and downloads and all that. So, guys, Julie and I often will present a topic, and we'll do it in, over a series of shows. And so if you take something out of sequence, it's, you won't really understand what the other, you know, the other points are. So you can listen to this one now, but go back and listen to the first two, and I think it will all fit together like a hand in glove. And without any further delay, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Oh, you know what, guys? Guess what I didn't do again. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Julie. Uh, hello again. <laughs> yes, hello again. Okay. No worries. I, I, I would. Yeah. I know, I need to nudge you or something. Um, I was doing some more research on this, and what was ironic and also kind of depressing, I actually had to stop doing it, uh, was when you search, and I was really looking for quotes and books and all the usual research I do for a topic like this that goes a little deeper than just, you know, let's talk about expireds. Um, most of what was posted was more like uh, people blog posting about examples of how if you have money, you must be evil, and all the wrongdoings yeah. of, you know, whether it's Congress people or it's politicians or it's landlords or it's business people. It didn't really matter. And it was about a 10 to 1 ratio, I would say, of negativity versus the actual concept of, you know, earning your way to freedom, which is what we're talking about, especially as we get into rule number four. So just thought that that was ironic, interesting, and Kind of pathetic, which is maybe why we have yeah, a podcast. Well, it, even the score a little. Well, just a little, right? We're we're counterpunching yeah, the best I we know. can against all that insanity. But here's mm-hmm. an interesting thought for all of you guys. All of you, and I know it's all of you. There are no exceptions. Are right now belong to a scarcity-minded tribe of people. We did. 
Okay, you all do. Very nobody listening to this podcast was born with tens of millions of dollars, and so every single one of you are have earned or are earning your own way to financial success. Okay, there's a little true. Just that's a fact. So without you re- really even knowing it, you are born within and into a tribe of people who are essentially scarcity minded. And what happens is the scarcity-minded tribe doesn't like to lose members. <laughs> That's really the best way of saying it. I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to take these concepts and not make them political, not make them, you know, religious, not make them something that is going to uh, uh, confront you so much that you stop listening. So let's just look at it this way. There's a, there's a tribe of people, and that tribe of people like to believe in scarcity. That same tribe of people like to make evil people, uh, you know, essentially wealthy people, look like evil people. Now, why would they do that? They don't actually believe in their hearts that rich people are evil because there's no real rational way of explaining that. What they believe in their hearts is part of what it takes to be a member of their tribe is you have to basically be somebody that bitches about lack of money. You have to be somebody that basically bitches about somebody taking it away from you or lack of opportunity or your education problems or your this is the other things or how you're given a short stick on this, you know, all these types of things, right? So to be part of that tribe, you have to actually believe in the beliefs of the tribe, just like you would in any kind of tribe or any kind of organization. You, you will not be welcomed inside the organization if you basically run counter to their prevailing beliefs. And so the prevailing beliefs of the masses is that what Julie said, what she discovered. And when you guys fire up the Google machine, you'll discover the same thing. Many of you already know what I'm talking about. Read the books. Read the uh, – like any movie, any book, any anything. There's always this current – of undertone of evil corporations and da 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 da. So here's the counter. Here's an interesting counterbalance when you guys are trying to put all this together in your heads. Remember, Julie and I've worked on this for a long time. So what happens is, is in society, our society, because I can't really speak of any others, and I can only reflect upon like the last 50 years, the time I've been alive. So I don't really have that much information from personal experience. So most of what I'm sharing with you is from what Julie and I've studied and read. Okay, so. Every single uh, – there's been, been these big surges in the history of our country, and I suspect they go back from the you know, dawn of civilization. And what happens is the power always goes from essentially people uh, believing in church, people believing in family, people believing in essentially you know, communities taking after each other. That's still the prevailing belief system in lots of the country, not on the coast, granted, but throughout the Midwest, throughout really much of the South. That's the belief structure, and the government is just there in the shadows. The government is not this omnipresent thing that's constantly trying to dominate and look over and control everything. It's basically a lot of people's beliefs in the country are still, are still definitely um, you know, Christian-based, okay? So that's the truth. Now, what happens is, is in society you see this, pull, this pulling back and forth between uh, have uh, faith in Christianity, have faith in your religion, have faith in your community, and then the other side of it is have faith basically in the government, right? The government runs counter to a organized, uh, dominant um, you know, society that's religious-based because what happens is these entities, you have to th- don't think of the government as being of service to you because it's not. The government is its own thing. The government is run by people whose motivations are not necessarily in alignment with what you think they are. They are just like you. They want to retain their jobs. They want to retain power. They want to have – and I'm not talking about politicians. I'm just talking about people that work in the government. They're worried about their days off, their six days, their health benefits. But their 
what they're doing is they want to support the system that supports them. So they're going to be pro-government. They're going to be pro-bigger government. They're going to be, you know, sometimes, again, I know this sounds a little, you know, shifty, but they, a lot of people call it like the dark state or the deep state. You've heard all these types of things that come out, but that's in essence all it is. It's just essentially people trying to reinforce what gives them a sense of security, which in the case of, you know, modern world is essentially the government. The government gives people the sense of, now, does it deserve is that something the government has earned? No, because the government is constantly trying to feed for more power, feed for more influence. You know, and again, I'm sure back in history there would have been a time, I know there was a time, when the church had acted in a similar fashion. So you can't have a dominant you know, religious-based society at the same time you have a dominant you know, government. That, those, th- those two things always you – know, they don't work together. And so there's this interesting tug of war that goes back and forth. And what most people most people are born into a time like we were, where you, or a place in the, uh, in the country, you know, where you're essentially going to follow you're going to follow the rhythms of the particular era in which you were born into, and the tribe in which you find yourself a member of. Okay, hopefully this makes sense to all of you guys. And so you're born into this. Let's say, for example, you're born into a part of the country where. You know, there's big government, and everyone you go around works for the government, and everyone's very supportive of the government because the government gives them jobs. The government provides them the sense of, you know, you're talking well, maybe outside of, you know, uh, D.C. or someplace in that area of the country where it makes sense. That's how people would think, and that's how they would behave. And if somebody comes or something comes in conflict with that thing that's going to cause them to feel uh, that their sense of community and their own personal tribe is threatened, well, they're then obviously going to want to attack back. And that's a lot of what the undercurrent right now is happening in the country. I don't know if you guys realize that, but what I'm describing is part and parcel to what we're feeling in our society. And so they, they attack back in many different ways. And again, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying don't be a don't don't. Ultimately, you don't want to be a member of either group. You don't. You look, hold your religion and, and see where government's supposed to be as it was originally designed. You know, but the reality of it is, is you don't want to basically fall prey of any of these big dominant groups in our societies. What they want you to feel and think. You, and the only way for you to be free of these things that are supposedly giving you this sense of security, oh my gosh, if you don't believe in these beliefs, if you don't you know, stand for the, the, the tribe's beliefs, then somehow you're going to be threatened. Somehow your place on this planet and your family and your sense of security and your all these other things, that's what's happening. Oh my gosh, they want to take your health care away. I mean, can you get any more obvious than that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys. You know, one group's wanting to make, oh, we're going to give you, uh, you know, we're going to give you lots of uh, free stuff. We're going to make co- your college debt go away. We're going to make, or the other side of it is, like, maybe they're over, overly focused on security. And, and as a result of being overly focused on security, everyone feels more threatened, and we're, we're willing to give up more and more of our civil rights. And then again, basically, it just goes back and forth, back and forth. So this is a kind of insanity that basically is prevalent in our society nowadays. And that stuff you know, percolates all the way down into our families. And without knowing it, subconsciously, you're being manipulated, and you're giving up your freedom. You are giving up your, your ability to actually experience libertas in your lifetime, and that is only going to be achievable ultimately, to keep it practical and tactical here, when you're rich. Because when you're rich, you do not have to – and I asked this question the other day. If you were rich 
and you had enough money coming in passively that you didn't have to work for your money anymore. And that's our definition of rich. You can use that. That way it's not some obtuse crazy number. It, maybe it's 10000 a month. Maybe it's 20000 a month. It's totally passive. That money shows up whether or not you work or not. Get it? So that is our definition of rich. Again, listen to the first two shows. If you had enough money coming in that you could live in financial abundance and take care of all your ebbs and your flows and your financial needs and all everything, and all your security was straightened out, your retirement was done, the kids, you know, 529s, they're done. You got great health insurance. You have all this stuff, everything basically in your life, all the financial pillars that we're going to talk about in another podcast, they're all rock solid. They're not going anywhere. If you were like that, would you still believe in the things that you believe in? Would you still be as easily manipulatable to be fearful of the things that basically people want you to be fearful of? Would you? You wouldn't. Here's a really interesting thought. Would you even vote for the people you vote for if you were financially independent, if you were truly rich, where your money was working for you and you no longer worked for your money? You wouldn't, would you? So why is it that you're voting for them now? Because without knowing it, you're a member of that particular tribe, and you're giving up your freedom in exchange for that sense of belonging. Julie, does this make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I think that if you – were to observe all of the choices you make in just one day and ask yourself that question, if you had that libertas, that freedom, and you weren't thinking about things from you know, the non-wealthy, non-free perspective, I wonder what that uh, ratio of decision-making would actually be, because there's so many, from you know, how you shop at the grocery store to how much you're paying for gas, where you go in town, what you're looking at online, everything is affected by it. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, even, what, even in one what, day. Why does one political group want you to believe that being rich is evil? Why is that? I want you to ask yourself that question because I'm, what I'm telling you is true. So why does – not all of them. Don't categorize. You guys are judging. You're slicing and dicing. Just get the overall concept, okay? Why is one – political group or ideology it's not even really a, it's an ideology why does one particular dominant ideology in our country right now want you to believe that accumulation of wealth is evil now again it, it, it goes back and forth you might say well there's the the people on the left left-leaning people are wanting to have that thought well there was a time when the people on the right side maybe have been having those types of thoughts but so don't un- misunderstand what i'm trying to say just think about it why is it that they don't want you to – or they want you to think rich people are evil? Why? How does that benefit them? How does it benefit them that when essentially mass media and all these other types of things are letting you uh, – leaning you in a particular direction with basically who you can trust and who you can't? Like how often have you had the message beaten into your head that corporations are evil and we need the government to you know, restrict corporations? How about this, guys? The you know USA Today, though I'm not sure they still do this, when polling the most the least respected professions, real estate agents, they're always at the bottom. So why is that? Why does society have this disbelief and this disdain for salespeople? Why is that? Why do you? Because you've been brainwashed, that's why. Because you're part of a tribe and you didn't even you didn't even realize it. So I'm gonna answer my own question. Why is it that a particular you know, ideology, political ideology, why do they want you to think that there's evil and being evil, being bad, somehow, you know, disassociating 
with their ideology, their tribe, their set of beliefs once you forces you to believe that the accumulation of money is evil. Why? What do they want you to believe in? They don't want you to be independent of them. If you are rich, you are independent. You do not need them. You will not need to depend on the big government to wipe your ass. You can do it yourself. Do you guys get the point? That's the reason that they want you to be dependent, because if you're dependent, you are controllable. If you're dependent, they can threaten to take shit away or promise to give you things in exchange for this or that, some other liberty or maybe your vote that you decide to give up. These are facts. This is what happens. It happens not, again, this is not a modern thing. If you read history, you'll see stuff like this happens over and over and over again. And again, you study this stuff, read it. You know, Julie and I listen to Dan Carlin's history on, uh, we listen to several history podcasts. Dan Carlin's probably the best one. You guys just Google it. There's another one called History on Fire, which we listen to too. And it's so fascinating when you go all the way back to like studying like way before the ancient Chinese history, okay? Ancient Japanese history, ancient just history of the Greeks and the Romans, the recurring themes of how we act as humans are hilarious and entirely predictable, okay? It just is amazing to me. So really, the only way for you to break free of that, for the only way for you to have control of your own, you know, your own body, mind, your thoughts, is to basically have financial freedom. That's it. You, because, look, you can uh, – Tim, you don't understand. I'm a very spiritual person. I can meditate. And I can all, Okay, well, guess what? When you're done meditating, you still have to – because you're not rich, you still have to basically go work. You're still going to actually have to go and do something, provide value or service to somebody else in order for you to basically have more time to sit around and meditate, aren't you? You guys get the point? Your goal, your mission should be to be as as rich as you can be as fast as you can be. That should be your goal. And obviously do it ethically and morally, providing a high level of service to other people. And that's what we teach you as part of our coaching program. And if you don't have the levels of wealth and security and libertas, that you want to have. Maybe for the first time ever, you've never even had these thoughts. And for the first time ever, we're sort of peaking an interest level here. And, but you've never really considered, well, you've always actually believed that the reason you haven't had more is because other people cheat and steal to get it away from you. No, you wouldn't admit that, but that's what you think. Now maybe what you're realizing is the reason that you, your existence on this planet is the way it is, good, bad, and indifferent, is a result of the accumulation of all the thoughts, but more importantly, the actions that you've had throughout your lifetime. And so if you find yourself in a place that you don't like, it's because the past renditions of yourself have put you there through your inactions or through your wrong actions or your misdirections or you're spending too much time on things that didn't actually really have any great benefit on your life. I want you to consider that and then take responsibility for it because that's really where it ultimately starts. It's a sense of responsibility that all of you guys should have. By the way, I know, Julia, we have to get through point four. Um, you can just read this, I think. I wrote it. Hopefully I didn't screw it up when I was editing it too much. Um, a lot of you guys are going to want a free coaching call. A lot of you guys want to download the real estate treasure map. I know um, today we have, I think, 18 spots available. The schedule goes into uh, the next day or so. If you'd like a free coaching call, all you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, 
H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, we're going to give you seven free books, including the Real Estate Treasure Map, and you're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So we're going to try to finish out point four, which I think we can successfully do. Yes. You ready? So point four or rule four. And, you know, we've, we've touched on a lot of this, but let's just kind of get it reorganized for their own digestion so they can remember everything. Rule number four, what your heart, soul, mind, body, and spirit search beyond all else is what? It's freedom. We call it libertas. You want more than anything that libertas. To do what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level. Now, you hear us say a different version of that quite frequently, don't you? Libertas is doing what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level. A little bit different. Have you ever considered how much of your conscious and unconscious moments are spent worrying about lack of money? Not being rich keeps you dependent. If you've ever had to worry about money for any of your immediate needs or those of your family, people you care about, if you'd created abundance for everyone who matters most to you, then you'd have freedom to do that for other people. The highest and truest purpose of all of us on this planet is to be of service to others, and there's no greater feeling of satisfaction than, and feeling of that than knowing that you have helped somebody. Most people say their happiest years were raising their family. Well, why was that? It's because they were helping them grow up on an intense and daily level. They were contributing. This is why when they're older, it's not uncommon to feel depressed out of the lack of being needed. But when you're rich, you can create a circumstance for yourself where you're always being of service to other people. Ask yourself what you'd do with your life's energy if you no longer had to worry about money. If you no longer had that worry, you'd make better decisions. You'll make different and better decisions when you're no longer living in fear of being broke, no longer living in fear of pissing somebody off who might be able to fire you or cause some sense of financial security. And, you know, Tim, I, and I'm going to finish out these last two paragraphs real quick. I had a little epiphany about this topic during a coaching call I had right before this with a great broker, Vanity James, Vanity James Realty in, um, in Baltimore, okay? Vanity had a major breakthrough, which is directly related to this. It's because she started calling expireds today and actually had three or four really great conversations, two or three follow-ups, and I, I teased her that, you know, our coaching call isn't happening with her in the hospital with hives because she called expireds. No, she <laughs> was really enthusiastic and inspired. Why? Because her thought was this, now she gets why being a listing agent is more freeing than only working with buyers. Now she really gets the magic number. Now she gets our other saying, which is when you generate enough business and the right kind of business, you don't have to tolerate a lot of other things. That is a version of Libertas, a micro version, sure, but very practical and applicable to our real estate podcast listeners. So, for example, when you're rich and free, you're not easily manipulated. When you're not, your decisions are made by someone creating something of financial security for you. Once you're rich and free, you'll see how you're voluntarily choosing to be beholden to a system which was intentionally designed to oppress you and manipulate you into believing the system has to exist. Now, some of our listeners do this unconsciously to themselves because they haven't sharpened their skills to be able to make those choices to create abundance, which leads to freedom. That's how I'm trying to reel that back in before I have to go to premier coaching in a little bit. What are your thoughts? No, I think that was great. And I actually am impressed that I wrote that, to be honest with you. Me too. I mean, there were a couple <laughs> typo. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's, that's kind that of insulting good. there, lady. Good. No, it was yeah. good. But that is true, though. We did vamp on that for quite a bit, but that really was a prevailing topic. If you guys are rich and free, yeah. the bullshit you think is important now, you won't think is important anymore. 
You will not and watch you won't CNN. Be manipulated. I, you. I mean, look, sometimes yeah, they're manipulated by their own real estate clients. You, you will not watch MSNBC. You will not have to do business with people you don't want to do business with anymore. That, by the way, is the ultimate benefit of being rich, that you can choose, truly choose, without any financial downside, what people, not just customers, but people in general, you're going to allow into your life. Julie and I will tell you, I, I was going to tell them the Jerry Seinfeld story, but I won't. So the moral of the story, guys, yeah. is that you need to take this seriously. And Julie did say something. There was another little report that came out since I wrote these notes that said something like 80% of all marital stress and everyone's health problems and all this stuff is all going back to the lack of financial security. And the financial security, when people think, I need financial security, and the government says, I'm going to give you financial security, then people say, I'm going to support the government. And what they don't realize is the government's just making them more insecure by demanding more from them and taking more money from them, thus eliminating and removing more of their own libertas, ultimately making them more docile and easily controlled. That's what happens. That's what's happened to you. Listeners, it happened to us too. That's how I know. All right, Julie, you've got time. We can go through point number five. It's only three lines. You want right, to read it? You got it. Sure. I'll number read five. It. Okay, I can tell you you're it. distracted. Yep. You're making noise. No, I, my computer. My computer just made my font about forty feet high. I'm trying to shrink it. That's oh. all. Okay. It must. So it you must read. know you have a birthday read. coming up. It could be. <laughs> Rule number it's five. Ahead of me. Accept the fact. <laughs> I didn't think you'd let that get by. Rule number five. Accept the fact that people uh, you help accomplish their goals, the richer uh, the richer you will become and the more freedom you'll experience. And, I, and we just, we, Julie and I talked on this, but you guys hopefully get the gist of it. Basically, there's a direct correlation. This is, the, this is the truth. Why somebody has something that you don't have. Health, happiness, uh, money, experiences, all of that. There's a direct correlation between the number of people that you have helped accomplish their goals, making their path along life easier, and the amount of those types of experiences that you have essentially earned the right to have. Okay? So if you are living somebody in some place you don't particularly want to live, wearing clothes you don't particularly like wearing, eating food that, you know, you guys get the point, it's because you have yet to embrace the fact that the highest and truest purpose of all this on all of us on this planet is being of service to other people. Fact. And when you're in alignment with that and don't fight that anymore, what happens on the other side of that is you start saying to yourself, okay, I accept what Harris just said is true. Now, how can I be of service to more people? And I promise you, it's not more Instagram posts. It's not working on your brand or your logo. You have to learn the skills that are necessary to help people solve their problems. That's what you guys seem to struggle with. That is what we teach you to do. Text the word Harris to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. So you'll become, you will only become rich and free when you become service to others. Not rich and free. Develop a product or a skill set that, other willings, that others are willing to pay for and then multiply. That's what we're coaching you to do. That's the reason we want you focusing on becoming a powerful listing agent. That's the reason we want you to realize that this business is a business that you find yourself in. And your success or your failure is predicated on your acceptance that your job is to help other people. It's not to, you know, ingratiate – what's the word, Julie? 
ingratiate yourself and, and, and make yourself you know, some sort of big egotistical celebrity. Oh, I wrote this down the other day. I thought this was really good. Sometimes I say smart things. It doesn't happen as often as it used to. Stop looking for praise and start looking for profit. I said that on a coaching call, and Julie wrote it down for me. So stop looking for praise and start looking for profit, because with that profit, you reinvest, and then you can become rich where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. When you're rich and you're free and the economy tanks, you buy assets at a discount. You can help people who, you might, have been able, who might not be able to help themselves. When you're rich and free, guys, this is something we said on the first podcast. I had a lot of people that liked this. You do still have problems, but the problems you have when you're rich and free – are not nearly as bad as the problems you have when you're broke. Being broke makes everything worse. Oh, you guys are thinking now, I know what you're thinking. You're going right to health issues, and you're right. Everyone, rich or free, poor and broke, they all have health issues. But you don't think the rich and free person has a better opportunity to at least be more comfortable, to have medical, better medical care, and maybe have a higher, percent, or higher likelihood of being able to get better than somebody who has to go in some sort of institutionalized health care system where it's just wait in line. We have a lot of Canadian coaching clients, and I know you guys, a lot of you, oh, socialized medicine. Well, guess what? When the Canadians have health problems, oftentimes they come to the United States because they do not want to wait. You have to be very careful giving up your libertas and giving up your freedom. Because once it's given back, given up, you don't get it back, ever. You don't get it back. The government doesn't just all of a sudden start saying, you know what, we are not going to do airport security anymore. Nope, we're good. We're going to roll out all the scanners. We're going to roll out the armed guards. We're going to do all the, it's, it's security theater every time you go to, uh, to the airport. Okay? You think that's not going to go away, or you think that's going to become more essentially omnipresent in your life. The security state is there to give you a false sense of security, but to give the government more control over you. The way you check out from that is you have libertas. When you are no longer dependent, you are then not as easily manipulatable because of the fact that you have control of what you do with your time and what you do with your thoughts. You're not living in, free, you're not living in fear anymore. Does this make sense, listeners? You guys getting what we're trying to share with you? And look, I realize this is out of the ordinary for a topic for, uh, for Julie and I to present. But this is something that we really truly believe in, and I'm trying to convince Julie she's no longer on the podcast. She went to uh, Premier Coaching. And by the way, guys, Premier Coaching members, you get to attend a live a uh, semi-private coaching call with Julie every single day but Friday, and Friday's run by another coach, so make sure you're attending those calls live. Um, and live members, you have literally direct inter- conversations with Julie. You have questions, you ask her, you talk to her. It's a coaching session. And it, sometimes it's a half hour, depending on the question. Sometimes it runs over an hour. So make sure you're attending that live every single day. This is this the premise of this presentation for all of you guys? And uh, tomorrow is going to be the last part in this series. Is to lead up to a next series that uh, um, podcast that Julie and I are going to do, where we're going to walk you through step by step exactly how to achieve financial security. Job number one, and, and, and be rich. Job number one is to create, and this is the you know you'll I'll vamp on this more later, but is for you to have a skill or a product. Let's just call your real estate services a product just to use one word, product, so I don't have to bounce between service and product. Your your job is to develop a product that other people are willing to pay for that's not fungible. And what fungible means is means something that's easily replaced with something else. 
So if you are fungible because you're, there's nothing specifically valuable about the services you can provide, they don't. nobody gives a rat's ass about your branding, folks. They don't care about how funny you are on Twitter. You are wasting your time with that stuff. The reason that people choose to do business with you is because you've proven that you have the ability to solve a problem. A house that needs to be sold is a problem. And when you solve that for somebody, you are going to make a lot of money. In some markets, oh, I'll have a lot of money. And then you do that often enough, then you then have developed the right to earn more money and the right to help more people because you've proven your ability to help other people solve their problems. That's job number one in wealth building. If you do not become that person, you will never have the ability to accumulate wealth because you'll never make money consistently. So we're going to drill down more, but the premise of that you know, maybe this is um, Wealth Building 101, which is what this topic was, and then we're going to go to Wealth Building 102 on this next series that Julie and I are working on. So I need feedback from you guys. You guys like this content? Is this helping you? Is this resonating with you? Is this too wonkish? Is this not? I mean, tell me. Give me some feedback because this is the stuff that Julie and I like to talk about with our private coaching clients. When Julie and I do a private mastermind, these are the topics that the top earners in real estate like to talk about. Because they are having to break free of their own self-imposed shackles. And that's the thing about all of this at the end of the day. That's the miracle of all of it when you actually realize what I'm about to say is true. Whatever is in your head, whatever's holding you back, it's not real. It's all imaginary. It's all in your head. And you can actually take actions in abundance and make that, those thoughts and that defective software that your tribe you know, instilled in you when you were born, you can make that go away. You can make that at least not as powerful in your life. That's what we want you to consider doing. We want you to realize, guys, the only live once and you're dead a real long time and you better make the most of this life. You know, you guys get the point here, right? So make the most of this life. Make the most of your ability to become the best version of you. And then with that, you then set an example for all the other humans around you that are paying attention, your family, your customers. They see that you're trying to transcend your original tribal roots. They see that you're trying to break free of the shackles of basically living in fear, and you're, trying to, you're in your own Libertas quest. Your own Libertas is Latin for freedom, by the way. You guys get the point? So I want feedback. I want to know what you think. You guys can email me, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or text me uh, at 512-758-0206. If you're listening to us on Stitcher or on iTunes, especially on iTunes, um, please give us a five-star review, and please uh, don't give us a four-star. Give us a five-star, because the more five-star reviews we get, especially on iTunes, the more they promote the podcast, the more podcast listeners that we can attract. And in doing so, you're helping us stay in alignment with our highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to others. You get it? That's how you can pay us back. If we've in any way helped to uh, you know, have a positive impact on your life, that's how you pay us back. You go to iTunes, you give us a five-star review, and say something wonderful. Okay? There it is. All right, guys, you have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show anytime. Please go back and listen to past podcasts. Please go back and listen to the podcast series of part one and two, which is do you have a moral obligation to be rich? Which, by the way, the answer is yes. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. 
Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Thank you.